We bless you, we bless you. We bless you, we bless you. We bless you, we bless you. Come on, somebody, just begin to bless the Lord. Hallelujah. He's worthy of your name. He's worthy of your name. Come on now. David said, I, I will bless the Lord with all my soul and with all that's within me. I will bless his name. Come on. When you begin to bless God, see, you begin to cause, listen, you create a space for God to come down and interact with you. Oh, come on now. Let me say it again. When you begin to bless the Lord, when you begin to praise God, when you begin to magnify his name, you begin to create a space for God to come down and interact with you. Oh, come on, somebody. How glory. Come on, just begin to magnify him. He's worthy, he's worthy. He's worthy, he's worthy. Come on now. He's worthy. Come on, is he worthy? Come on. Is he worthy? Come on, is he worthy? I'm just sending this out to my people. Come on now. Come on now, get this. Get this. Come on, get this. Hallelujah, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Hallelujah, come on. <clears throat> Come on, hallelujah, we bless you. Hallelujah, we bless you. We bless your name. Oh, this is the day. Come on now. Woo, glory. Come on now. Hallelujah. Come on. Mm. Come on now, hallelujah. Come on now, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Father, right now, we declare and decree, less of us, more of you. None of us, all of you. Father, right now, think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords that none of your word would fall to the ground. And Father, we'll be ever so careful to give you glory, honor, and praise. Good morning, Sister Missy. Now, Father, right now, heal, save, move, and deliver. Father, allow this word to go forth unhindered and uninterrupted by any satanic weapon or force. Father, we declare and decree that this is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Father, right now, oh God, oh God. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Mm. Woo, glory. Ah, Father, Father, we thank you right now, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit, our glory. Woo, Father, oh my God, my God, there it is right there. And the Holy Spirit, you're going to lead us and guide us into all truth. Father, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. Oh, Father, right now, we give you praise. We give you, come on, somebody give him praise. Come on, somebody give him praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. Come on, somebody give him praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy. 
Come on, he's worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. You're so worthy, Lord. You're so worthy, Lord. You're so worthy. You're so worthy, Lord. You're so worthy. Father, we just thank you. This, oh my God, this day, this is the day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I want to welcome everyone to the early morning daily bread with me, Pastor and Prophet Michael Bryan of Restored Ministries International, where our purpose, our ministry, and our mission is to restore, renew, and refresh you, the sons of God, with the word of God. Now, what you hear this morning is not going to be my opinion, but it's going to be the word. Because the Bible says, in the beginning, in the beginning. Come on, someone say that with me. In the beginning was the word. The word was with Elohim, or the word was with God, and the word was God. Good morning, Dropstick. Hallelujah. Come on now. Put your hands together. Come on now. Hey, glory. See, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. It doesn't matter what it looks like around you. I'm working behind the scenes just for you. Oh, I wish I had somebody with me today. I'm working behind the scenes just for you. Oh, I'm doing things that you don't even know I'm doing just for you. Oh, my God, my God. There it is right there. Oh, come on now. He's working behind. Oh, see, 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 someone doesn't see. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. Woo, glory. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, I can't wait to get to this right here. Because when you understand that when it looks like, when it looks like God's not there, that's when he's doing more. Okay. Oh, see. Oh, see, that's going to mess with somebody. See, when it looks like he's not with you, that's when he's fighting the hardest for you behind the scenes. Uh, see, I'm going to prove it to you. Uh, glory. Now, listen, if you trust, if you believe that everything that God is doing is for your good, someone type, I'm a son and it's for my good. Come on, I'll type that right now. I'm a son and it's for my good. Good. Somebody get that right now. Oh, come on. Get it. Get it. Get it. Woo, glory. Come on now. We going in. All right. Someone, see, see, someone doesn't believe that. I'm just trying to get this out to the people here. I got a few more here to send out. Listen, listen. Get it right now. Huh. See, okay. Let's go here. All right. Let's go here. We're going to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. That way we can get started. Come on, 2 Corinthians. <laughs> there we go. I'm a son and it's for my good. I right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Now remember, I'm going to prove to you that when you don't see the things that he's doing, when it doesn't look like anything's going on in your life, that's when he's working on your behalf. See, see, that's when, see, when you can't see, see, uh, well, <laughs> okay, here we go. Second Corinthians. 
chapter 4. Let, let's, let's start at verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse 16. All right. When you get there, someone type amen. Second Corinthians chapter 4, starting at verse 16. Look at what this says. It's going to blow your mind. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man, the spirit man, is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, he, Paul called it a light affliction. He was stoned and left for dead twice, and he called it light affliction, which is but for a moment. It worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which we can see, the things which are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. So your thing that you're going through, the very situation, the very, it looks like, it looks like World War III, but it's actually just a boxing match. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, come on, get this right here. What he's saying is, stop looking at it through the eyes of the flesh. Second Corinthians chapter 4, Sister Missy. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. For our light affliction is only for a moment. It worketh for us a far more exceeding, good morning, Jasmine Candles, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Come on now. Verse 18. While we look not at the things that can be seen, but we look at the things which are not seen. Oh, come on now. Woo! Because the things that we see are temporal. That word temporal means temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. It means forever. So in other words, what the Father said about you in the word, it's eternal. And when you begin, listen to pay more attention to what he said in the word about you rather than your light affliction, what can't be seen becomes more evident than the temporary scene. Oh, Father, right now, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you, Lord God, as we venture into your word. Father, you said wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all of your getting, get understanding in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen, and amen, and amen. Here we go. Come on, let's go to the word. Amen. Now listen. Ha, glory. Come on, come on. Somebody better get this this morning. See, when you understand... Our glory that 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 you are in a set time of God. You are in a set time of God. You're in His Moadim, which is 
an appointed time, meeting, and place. Amen. So listen, let's we're gonna uh, let's let's go. We're gonna go to a couple of places, but we're gonna start with Ecclesiastes chapter three. Man, we just came, we just came out of the celebration of the Feast of Pentecost. Amen. And and we learned that this is a time which is the beginning. Listen, this is the time and season of the beginning of harvest. Come on, this is the time and season of the beginning of harvest. It's called the Feast of, it's, it's called the time and season or the Feast of First Fruits. So when you understand that we are in a time of first fruits, this is a time that when you sow, it's a beginning, it's an activating of God bringing forth manifestation in your life. It's called the time. It's called first fruits. And let's go here. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter three. It says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which has been planted. Okay, so so, so there's a time for everything. But God's time and seasons are dictated by his purpose. How do we know? He says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose. So the purpose of God dictates the time and season that that thing shall be in operation. And right now, First fruits, the season, the time and season of first fruits is in full operation. What is this time? I'm glad you asked. Look at Psalms 102. Come on. Psalms 102. Look at verse 13. For you shall arise. So this is the time when God comes down personally to get involved. You shall arise or come on the scene and have mercy upon Zion. So the first thing he brings is mercy. Now, listen, let's get the truth and the understanding. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the knowledge of the truth shall make you free. When you understand that you didn't do everything right and that we need to stay in a lifestyle or in a uh, a mentality of repentance. Why? Because we have all fallen short. Okay, let's get it together right now. God doesn't destroy us in our faults, but he wants us to, to, to have the understanding if it wasn't for his mercy, we still wouldn't be here. So have mercy upon Zion. Here, here we go. For the time to favor her. Yeah. The time to favor her, the time to favor her. Now this word for favor. Okay. Means divine presence and influence on your life. Good morning, Sister Aretha. The time of influence and presence of God is on your life to attract the things and the resources and the wealth you need to operate in this season with sweatless victory. So what you got to understand is this is your time and season for favor. This is, I'm going to say it again. Someone type, I'm a son, and it's my time and season of favor. Now, ladies, you know when I say son, it has nothing to do with gender, but has everything to do with the covenant birthright 
connection relationship with the Father. And if you were here yesterday, I showed you where it says you are. So, well, listen, we might have to go there again and we might have to stay there. When you understand that God called you sons and not servants, you are not a servant of God. You are a son of God. You weren't adopted. You were birthed by God. And oh, see, oh, we're going to have to go there later. Oh, come on now. Oh, see, oh, I guess we're going to have to go there now. Okay. Go to Galatians chapter four. Let me go ahead and prove this to you. Come on now. You're a son and not a servant. Come on now. Get it. Come on now. Someone type, I'm a son and it's my time and season of favor. It's my time and season of favor. Let me prove to you that you're a son of God. Here we go. Galatians chapter four. Come on, get this. See, here's the thing. Your sonship, you receiving your sonship is what connects you to his power. Oh, come on now. It connects you to his power and ability. It connects you to the resources of the father. But you must connect. You must receive your sonship. Okay, here we go. Galatians chapter 4. Look at verse one. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant. So there is a difference between the son or the child and the servant. Though he be Lord of all, the servant's not Lord of all, but the child or the son or the offspring of the father is Lord of all. But he's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of who? The father. He didn't say God. Oh my God. If... If Elohim wanted to just be a God to us, Jesus would have never called him father. He would have never said, pray like this, our father. Oh, come on now. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of what? The time and season of God was come, God sent forth who? His son. He didn't send forth Jesus as a servant. He sent forth Yahshua, Jesus, as the Son of God. He's called the Son of God and the Son of Man. He has a two-fold ministry, two-fold existence. He was the Son of God because he's called the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, but he's also the Son of Man, showing us the example of how to live life more abundantly. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. But we were not adopted because we are his original offspring. Okay. And because you are what? Sons. Okay, here we go. Because you are sons, God sent forth the what? Spirit, Holy Spirit, capital S, of his son where? Into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. This word Abba means daddy. Now, now, now listen. If you can't see this by now, this next verse is going to bring it home. Look at Galatians chapter 4, verse 7. Wherefore, you are no more a servant. You are no longer a slave. You are no more, no more a servant, but a what? Son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. You cannot receive your inheritance without receiving your sonship first. <laughs> okay. Whew. 
sons receive all power. That's just the best way and the easiest way I can say it. Amen. So let's go back here. We're, we are talking about this season of first. We, we are in this time and season of the of the Feast of First Fruits. So I care. We are in this time of first fruits. We are in this time of first fruits. That means you're sowing a seed first and you're going to reap the fruits of harvest. Now, but this sowing that you do in this week, in this time and season is what activates and it multiplies. It shows God that you believe his word. So when the manifestation of the fullness of harvest at the time of the Feast of Tabernacle comes, you'll, you will have a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold of increase. Now, let's go here. Let me show this to you. Uh, let's go to Exodus chapter. Well, we'll go to Exodus 23, just so that way. You can just see this for yourself so that way you you won't say that that the prophet, the pastor, he's he's just speaking out the side of his mouth. Come on. Someone type, I'm a son. And I receive my inheritance. Come on now. Exodus chapter 23. Now, 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 when I show this to you, let me show this to you. Come on now. Exodus 23, get this. Look at verse 14. Exodus 23, look at verse 14. Here we go. Three times shall you keep a feast unto me in the year, the feast of unleavened bread, which is Passover. And you'll keep it for seven days as I commanded you in the time appointed. There's an appointed time in the month of Abib. That is the beginning of God's calendar year. It's also called in the month of Nisan. And it's, it's in between March and April in our calendar year. Okay. And none shall appear before me empty. So that means you're supposed to bring an offering. Okay. Now, they sacrifice a sheep or a lamb one years old, and they put the blood on the doorpost. And God, the Father said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That's why it's called the Feast of Passover. Okay? And none shall appear before me empty. And in the Feast of Harvest, the first fruits of your labor. Now, the which is Pentecost. Now, we just celebrated Pentecost on Sunday, and we're still in this in these seven days where you can get your seed into the ground and reap your harvest, the feast of harvest, the first fruits of your labor, which you have sown in the field. Now, what that means is, is first of all, this feast is also called Pentecost. It was called Pentecost in Acts chapter two. And when the day of Pentecost, Pente meaning 50, because Pentecost is 50 days, well, which is seven weeks and one day after Passover. It, see, see, the Feast of Pentecost was also originally called the Feast of Weeks because it's seven weeks after Passover. The day after Passover, it begins the counting of 50 days, okay? And then in the Feast of Ingathering, which is called the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the end of the year. So in God's calendar, 
Okay, he does that. His kingdom is built on seed time and harvest. So Passover is when they believe God for the for the beginning rains to to be able to prepare the ground to sow the seed. Fifty days later, Pentecost, feast of first fruits, is the time when if anything came out the ground, they took a basket with two wheat loaves. Wheat in the Bible represents abundance. They took a handful that came out the ground put it into the basket, took it to the prophet and priest, and the priest would go behind the veil and pronounce the blessing, how glory, that the blessing on your harvest and that the blessing of God would remain in your house. And then the Feast of Tabernacle is when they celebrated the receiving or the manifestation of the in that's why it was called the feast of ingathering because they gathered up everything from the field except the four corners the four corners they would leave in the field for the stranger and the homeless and the poor so it was a perpetual time and season of giving of giving and reaping a harvest while the earth remains, this is why his, oh, see, the kingdom of God is built on seed, time, and harvest. While the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest shall not stop. Are you with me this morning? Someone type, I'm a son, and it's harvest time. Come on now, type it right now. Type it right now. I'm a son, and it's harvest time. Come on, get this. So now, he says, now, when you understand that the priests, when they brung the basket, the priests pronounced the blessing. Okay, let's go here real quick because you got to understand this blessing, okay? We're going to look at two quick scriptures. Exodus, no, Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 30, okay? Ezekiel Chapter 44, verse 30. <clears throat> and the first of all the first fruits, the first of all the first fruits, the first of all the first fruits, all of all the things of every oblation of every offering of all of every sort of your offerings shall be the priest you shall also give unto the priest the feast the first of your dough that he may cause the what blessing God's supernatural empowerment on your life to prosper and be successful let me just put that there the blessing of the Lord Okay, that he might cause the supernatural, his spiritual empowerment on your life to prosper and to be successful, that, it, that the blessing would remain and rest in your house. Now, here's the key to this, because now this blessing is now threefold in your life. One, you are blessed. So, he said that the blessing shall rest in the house. The Bible says that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So the blessing rests in you. But then it also shall rest in your house, in your dwelling. But then, oh my God, then it rests on your harvest. So God is continually causing this supernatural 
favor and presence and influence on your life to cause success. He said, goodness shall follow you. Goodness and mercy shall follow you. Oh, see, see, okay. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 10. Let me just show you about this blessing. Proverbs chapter 10. Are you getting something this morning? See, you got to understand about this blessing. Come on, Proverbs chapter 10. Look at verse 22. Proverbs 10, 22. It says, the blessing of the Lord it. What? The blessing. It maketh rich. Rich doesn't mean just money. It maketh rich. And it and he adds no sorrow with it. Now understand, God doesn't add sorrow, but you're gonna have people around you that ain't gonna like what God's gonna be doing in your life because you follow the word of the Lord. See, this has nothing to do with me. I am the one that God has called in your life to speak the blessing in your life. And right now, I stop Proverbs chapter 10, Sister Missy. Proverbs 10, verse 22. Proverbs 10, 22. Listen, get this right now. Our glory, I speak the blessing of the Lord over your life. You are blessed. You are highly favored. Things work for your good. Things work in your favor. Money comes to you. Resources come to you. I declare it and I decree it and I count it done. Someone give God praise right now. Because the blessing has to be spoken over your life. See, see, oh my God. See, this is why, oh my God. Woo, glory. Oh my God, my God. This is why, this is why, this is why you need a prophet in your life. You see, you need someone. See, I'm not bound by religiosity and tradition. I'm bound by the word and the spirit of, and the father's, Woo. The father sets the standard. The son follows through the standard or the will. And the Holy Ghost, the spirit reminds us. It's the, the Holy Ghost is the spiritual and administrative assistant of God to remind us, to retell us of all truth and to show us things to come. See, hog glory. This was the job of the priest to speak the blessing of the Lord over your life, over your harvest, over your seed time and harvest time. This is what a prophet, this is what a priest does in your life. Oh, my God. Woo, glory. Listen, we got to stop right there. Listen, get your seed ready. Come on, get your seed, whatever your seed is. See, see, when you sow seed into God's kingdom, you're not sowing it into me, but I will speak the blessing over your seed. How glory, You're, you are sowing seed into the kingdom of God. How glory. Woo, glory. Oh, my God. See, the devil's mad right now. Mm -mm -mm. See, because you're getting the understanding. Listen. Okay. Let me teach you this principle real quick. The Bible says, the earth is the Lord in the fullness thereof. So everything belongs to God. But God says, when you sow, when you take what I give you and you give it back to him, he 
is obligated to multiply it back to you. The Bible says, give, listen, and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I declare and decree this will be your season of continual and perpetual running over. You'll never run out. You'll never run out. I'm going to say it again. You'll never run out. Oh, my God, my God. Oh my, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Someone just received it right now. You, you just understood what I just said. Father, right now, I speak understanding. Father, you said with all you're getting, get understanding. Father, oh my God, release the wisdom and understanding of the anointing of seed time and harvest time. It's a time that when you sow into God's kingdom, you'll never run out. Oh, see? See, see, oh my God. Come on now. Woo. See, someone needs to hear this. Someone, there we go, Sister Missy. Someone type, I'm a son, and I'll never run out. Now, see, I have to prove this to you. So I wasn't even planning on going here, but go here right now. First Kings chapter 17. First Kings chapter 17. Look at verse 12. I look at verse, you know what? Look at verse 9. I'm going to do this real quick. First Kings chapter 17, verse 9. He's, and God told, told the prophet, Arise and get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Image bearer, thank you for, image bearer, thank you for joining in. First Kings chapter 17. Here's why. This is going to be the season that your abundance, that your wealth, that your health, that your favor, that your resources never run out. Now, I want you to pay attention to this. God is sending the prophet to a widow woman, someone who has no covering. The husband is dead. Her covering is dead. They're in a time of famine. And God is sending, listen, the man of God to someone who doesn't have enough to sustain him. Listen. Behold, I have commanded a window woman there to sustain thee. So God had already spoken to the widow. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and there he came to the gate of the city. And behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, please fetch me, I pray, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch. So now she doesn't know, she doesn't know Elijah, but she follows his instructions. This is what God wants you to do. How glory, follow the instructions of the prophet so you can receive your harvest. And she and and as she was going to fetch it, he, he called to her and said, Hey, and bring me a piece of bread in your hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, 
I have not a cake, but I only have a handful. Check it out. I only have a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil of cruise. And behold, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. She's on her last of her last. Oh, come on now. Oh, my God. And Elijah said to her, fear not. See, when God tells you to do something, when God is preparing you for, for increase, for promotion, when he's preparing you to go to the next level, the first thing that tries to come against you is fear. But the Bible says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And he said, fear not. Go and do what you have said, but make me a small little cake first and bring it to me. And afterward, make it for you and your son. For thus saith the Lord thy God. Here's the blessing. The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends what? Rain upon the earth. See, she was in a time of famine. And at the time, she didn't need money. She needed rain because she could not sow any seed into the ground because the ground was too hard. But God sent a prophet. He sent a priest in her midst to break the cycle. Oh, my God. Woo. And she went and did. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and her son in the house did eat many days and the barrel of meal wasted not neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the lord which he spoke by elijah so listen this is your time and season of harvest this is your time and season that if you will give into the kingdom of god once again you are giving into the kingdom of god and it's going to cause a perpetual, never-ending harvest that shall never stop. This is your season, listen, of never-ending harvest. Come on, go to go to the website, www.restoredministriesint.org. Use the PayPal. You can use your Zelle and go from your account into the ministry account by using our Gmail at restored, M-I-N-I-N-T-L at gmail.com. Or you can so personally enter the prophet like the widow woman did and receive a prophet's reward and use dollar sign prophet Bryant. But listen, it's your time. It's your season. Thank you for joining in. Listen, hog over it. I come against fear. I come against doubt. I come against lack, debt, and poverty. Father, I speak that your meal, your oil, your finances shall never fail. As you give today, your, you will always have seed to sow. In Jesus' mighty name, be blessed. <laughs>